It's the Eggship Podcast. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm the founder of the Eggship, a credentialed outlet and newsletter delivering Utah State football, men's basketball, and women's basketball feature-length stories and reporting to your inbox several times per week. You can subscribe at www.theagship.com at either the six or ten dollar a month tier. If you'd like, you can tie that. You can try that ten dollar tier, uh, which is the flagship tier, tier free for one month. If you click on the one free month button in the post for this podcast on the site. Uh, you can follow the outlet on Twitter at the Agship and me on Twitter at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Thank you for your support. If you are a subscriber, if not, season's right around the corner, two weeks away, less than two weeks away now. Uh, I'd love to have you. That one free month button is great. If you want to give it a shot before uh, taking a full dive, you would get uh, two weeks of coverage, two weeks of, of full game coverage. It means previews. It means post-game story. It means everything, everything that you're going to get. In a game week, film studies, all that stuff. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a it's gonna be a busy time, and it's a good time to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, if you have subscribed, again, thank you very very much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. We've got another fall scrimmage to talk about here today. The second of two fall scrimmages uh, for Utah State. Got to play this one in the actual stadium over in Maverick Stadium yesterday. As I record this on Sunday, in front of a, a smattering of fans who braved the uh, there was a light rain uh, for, I believe the the phrasing was family fun day. There were some uh, inflatable, you know, sort of carnival rides and things of that nature. I don't know what you would describe them as, but lots of fun stuff. It was a good time. Uh, I was down on the field taking pictures. Got a pretty nasty sunburn. I didn't think it was going to be as bright as it was. Um, and forgot to put on sunscreen, but uh, we're going to watch the tape and get better on that, and hopefully come uh, the 27th, I know what I'm doing a little bit more uh, for not getting <laughs> not getting burned. Uh, if you want to see my pictures from the game, those are on the site. Those are free to anybody, uh, www.theagship.com. It's right there on the front page, just photos, of uh, 200 plus photos of the game, um, just about everything that you could want in there. If you are a subscriber, at any level, 6 or $10, uh, you can read right now my write-up on the game itself, which has sort of a, a, a like a newspaper cover story style uh, opening, about, about 1,500, 1,600 words, I think, on the game itself. Uh, it has an updated depth chart with uh, everything that we saw yesterday, and then also has sort of just just notes that I took during the game, little things that, that happened that I thought were interesting, some injury stuff, some quotes, lots of quotes from Blake Anderson, from we talked to Calvin Tyler Jr., when we talked to Patrick Joyner, who is probably as good a person to start with as any in talking about this game and talking about the second of two scrimmages, the last time we will see this team until they take the field again uh, on the 27th against UConn. Um, and once again, just like in the first scrimmage, it was the defense that was really dominant here. The offense sputtered. Uh, there were moments. The offense had its moments. It was uh, generated some touchdowns from red zone situations, but largely speaking, I thought the defense was fantastic. I, I think that the defense was easily the better unit of the two, just like it was in the previous scrimmage. And leading that charge was Patrick Joyner, 11 tackles, four for a loss, and three sacks, uh, working largely with the second unit. I'm going to sort through the depth chart in a minute, but um, 
He did not play in the first scrimmage. He's been dealing with some lower back issues, some hamstring issues, some lower leg issues. He's been all dinged up, but he came back for this scrimmage. He played he played very well. Uh, he was, I think, the best player on the defensive side of the ball, certainly on the defensive line after last week sort of belonged to Daniel Greshik. I, I thought that this one was really Patrick Joyner's time to shine, which is compelling because I think those two are really locked in that that battle for those first team reps it seems like Daniel has taken the lead there but Patrick Joyner I don't think is going to go down without a fight he was very good um the there there's an element that he adds to the defensive line that I don't know that Greshik really has which is his his size and what he can do against the run that's not to say that Greshik or Byron Vaughns for that matter are not good against the run but Patrick Joyner is almost 250 pounds. Um, he moves really well for that size, and you, you could see it yesterday. There's a quality to him that is just not quite there against the run with, with the other guys on the defensive line, at defensive end specifically. Um, and I, I think that he uh, staked his claim very, very well for, for being still heavily considered for first-team reps. I think that he is as deserving probably as, as Greshik is, and I, I think it's going to be a, a contested battle all the way through probably into the season. They're both very good. Um, I, I think that in general, the number one overriding impression that I have taken from these two scrimmages, other than the offense is working through some things, is that this defensive line is absolutely as advertised, if not better, than people expect. It's really good. Um, Finished the finished the game, uh, this scrimmage, with 23 overall tackles for loss and 8 sacks. Not all of those belong to the defense, but... Uh, or to the defensive line, but almost all of them did. I think seven of the sacks were from the defensive line. Uh, the vast majority of the tackles for loss were from the defensive line. Joyner had four, Greshik had three, John Ward had three, uh, Tavion Coleman had two, um, Inakam Ngao had two, uh, Hale Motuapuaka had two, Orion Peoples had two. It, it was a uh, it was a big showing from the defensive line once again. Um, and uh, I was uh, I came away really impressed. Holly also recovered a fumble, but I, I think that that's been the thing that I have really gathered most from these scrimmages is that this defensive line is absolutely serious. It, it's it's serious. It is impressive. I think it's going to be very very valuable for the defense all season long. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's probably the best unit on the team, uh, even with Nick Henninger, even with Marcus Moore departing, there's so much depth. There's so much talent there. I think the top two units on the defensive line would be probably starting just about anywhere in this conference. And, and Utah state has two of them. I think it has two starting quality defensive lines on this, uh, on this roster That's eight guys. And that's, that's very, very good. Um, the uh, the depth chart there, as it breaks down right now, was just like last week: Daniel Greshik and Byron Vaughn's uh, in the in the first team uh, at defensive end. Patrick Joyner Jr. and uh, Inaka Mingal or uh, Mingal in the second team. Uh, John Ward, who dropped down to the third team to make room for Patrick Joyner, uh, Paul Fitzgerald, and then Mingal uh, rotated in there as well in the third team at tackle. Uh, it was 
sort of the the usual. Obviously, Halle was was in there. He's a, a you know default starter. Um, uh, Pokesi Vaka Vakauta uh, got the chance to start as well as he did last week, um, and then Filipaya made an appearance. He did not get the chance to play uh, last week. If memory serves, I didn't see him. Uh, but he played this time. He looked good. He is, I don't think, going to be the flashiest guy in the world, but he's just rock solid, just steady player. I think that he and uh, and Pokesi are probably going to rotate for much of the season. Holly is immutable. He's not He's not leaving the starting lineup, but I think that other spot could be pretty open. Um, and then behind them, I, I was a little bit interested. We got to see Sini Tuiyuk. Sorry, I'm, I'm learning these names as I go. Uh, Sini Tuiyaki, uh, the, the youngster, was working in the second unit along with Tavia and Coleman, who I thought looked pretty good. Arian Peoples and Bo Miley uh, was the uh, Miley was the, the third unit. Uh, it's a good defensive line. It's, it's a really, really good defensive line. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what these guys can do when they're not going up against their own offense. Uh, which, uh, speaking of, not not a great day for the offense. Passing attack was especially bad. I would say final stats for the passing game, which uh, four quarterbacks were involved, Levi Williams, Logan Bonner, Cooper Lega, and Bishop Davenport, who only threw two passes, but he was involved. Uh, final line for them, 14 of 43, two interceptions, two touchdowns, 168 yards. It just wasn't good. Uh, they They have been... I don't really know that any of them have been saved from looking kind of out of sync. Uh, I, honestly, I think Levi Williams has probably been the best of the bunch in the two scrimmages that we have seen, but it just hasn't been it hasn't been good for the passing attack for the offense in general. They've they've not been super on target. They've not been it, it just hasn't been crisp. Uh, I think that a big part of that is the offensive line being so uh, depleted right now. Um, some of that more significant than other parts of it. Cole Motes, top of my mind, was in a wrist brace. Some other guys who didn't play, uh, Falapulealo didn't play, uh, Jacob South didn't play. Both of those, I believe, were just precautionary, but they didn't start either. So this is, granted, it's an offense that's working behind a starting line of Wyatt Bowles at right tackle, backed up by Calvin Knapp. Uh, Waylon Lapuaho at right guard, backed up by Tavo Motuapuaka. Chandler Dolphin at center, backed up by Teague Anderson, who had another snap go over quarterback's head. He has not had a great fall from what I have seen. Um, Wade Meacham at left guard, backed up by Aliyah Mingao. And then left tackle is, as usual, Alfred Edwards III, backed up not this time by uh, Knapp, who moved over to right tackle without... um, uh, with that, without Jacob South there, uh, but backed up now by Nikita Yufarov. Uh, Yufarov. I don't have a pronunciation guide on him, so I'm going off the dome for that. I'm going to say Yufarov, uh, and then Bryce Radford as well got some playing time. The youngster, uh, but the offensive line has not been good. It has it has not been in sync. I would guess that the missing players have been a big part of that. Uh, the tight ends have not been able to help a ton. Brock Lane's still out. He was dressed at the start of the game. He was dressed but went into the locker room, took his pads off, did not play, 
Instead, the order there was Josh Sturzer, then Parker Buchanan, and then another guy who I don't have a name pronunciation guide for, but I'm going to say Ron uh, Tiavasu, who is a, he's a big man. He's a big man majama. All three of them worked in with the first team, but Sturzer is the first team tight end until, uh, until Lane returns and, and can, can challenge for that, which is looking like it's going to be harder and harder to do the longer he's not able to play. Um, but the blocking just hasn't been very good. Quarterbacks have had trouble staying upright. It's not been easy to develop plays down the field. I don't think the wide receivers have been especially bad, really. There have been some drops. Uh, Tiavasu had a, had a kind of a bad drop. Uh, Nina Davis had a drop that he probably should have pulled in. Uh, it wasn't quite as bad as it was in the first game. This was more of a quarterback issue than it was a, a wide receiver issue in this one. But everything has just seemed a little bit out of sync. Uh, there's still time. There's still two weeks before the actual first game. And I don't think that you need to be perfect against UConn either. Uh, but the, the offense is certainly not in a place where it is, I would say, comfortable. I don't think the offense feels comfortable right now. And that's it's fine. Like I said, it's fall camp. It's uh, sort of the nature of the thing. Starting wide receivers, just for reference, Brian Cobbs, Justin McGriff, Kyle Van Leeuwen, and then we got to see a four wide receiver set starting off the game this time, so Nana Davis was in there as well, so he is that top slot receiver off the bench right now. He's rising fast from what I have seen, which makes sense. Um, Second team was Jalen Royals and Terrell Vaughn, who were both new to that second team. Uh, They were working with the third team last week. Uh, Nana Davis as well, and then Xavier Williams, who was with the second team last week, didn't do a ton in this game. He's very fast, but didn't do a ton. There was a ball in the corner of the end zone that I think if it was lower, he would have gotten it, but it was it was too high. He could only get a fingertip to it. Uh, and then the third team at wide receiver, Otto Tia and Quentin had not both moved down from the second team uh, to make room for Jalen Royals and Terrell Vaughn. Don't know what's up with that. Uh, Malachi Keels and then... Uh, the the last member of that group, Garrett uh, Walshley, uh, who I don't think I don't I don't think that group did a ton, if memory serves. No, none of the receivers did a whole lot. The the leading receiver for yards was Vaughn with 34. Uh, leading for receptions was Van Leeuwen with three. Uh, it was just it was not a good day for the passing attack. There's there's really no other way to cut it. It just wasn't a good day for the passing attack. Um, the Sticking with the offense, the running game was a little bit better. It, at least there were some some big plays, uh, specifically a couple 18-yard runs, some 17-yard run. I think a 17-yard touchdown uh, from, let me check my notes, uh, Pilate Makakona, who had a 17-yard touchdown run. In general, I thought the five halfbacks looked pretty good. Uh, John Gentry was, I think, the best of the bunch, but he also only had six carries. Robert Briggs looked pretty good. Um, Calvin Tyler looked like Calvin Tyler. I think, I think he's kind of a known commodity at this point. Um, you know, uh, Pilate, I thought, is is pretty good. He's he, he, another kind of known commodity. guy who caught my interest a little bit was Jordan Wilmore, who didn't have a great game overall was stuffed in the backfield a couple of times but he did have one of those 18 yard runs he he finished the game 10 for 39 carries uh, or 10 carries for 39 yards i like i like the way he runs frankly i th- i think that he's just a uh, he's an impressive athlete and i think that he's going to be a plus uh, uh player to this to this roster um i think he'll play uh, calvin is obviously number 1 but 
they rotated pretty much everybody but Briggs in with the second team. There wasn't really a third team offensively. They they had skill guys come in on the third team, but the offensive line was only too deep uh, beyond Radford and, and a couple other spots. So it, it was hard to differentiate a ton, but it seems like Gentry and, and Wilmore and uh, Pilate and, and uh, those guys are kind of on the same the same level, Robert Briggs sort of behind them as the freshman, as is uh, Bailey Davenport, who I think got in the game, but I, he did, he's not listed as having a carry. I think I saw him, though. Um, his brother was also playing at quarterback, was one of two passing, had a nice pass. It was a, it was a good throw, 15 yards, uh, and then he also had a rushing touchdown, uh, Bishop did. So he was, he was impressive as sort of the fourth-team quarterback. The order there was Bonner, of course, uh, Cooper Lagan, Levi Williams, and then Davenport. Lagan and Williams rotated a lot at the second team. They both got first-team reps as well when Bonner was out of the game. Um, Williams has been the better of the two uh, so far in fall camp. He just has been. And it's, it is not the best environment for either one of those guys because they like to run, and this is not really a place you can do that. They got the red jerseys on. But I think Levi has been the better passer of the two thus far. And, and certainly that is not, you know, a sample size large enough to make any decisions off of. But that has been my impression so far. The offense has a lot of work to do still. I think it's uh, three fall camp practices left and then get into actual game preparation. Uh, we will see. <laughs> we will see how that how that goes. I think it might be a little bit sloppy for a couple weeks because there's just there's a lot of moving parts and that that offensive line really really needs to be healthy uh defensively other guys who stood out um I think the safety room in general has looked really good to me Hunter Reynolds Gervin Hall Jr. still running with the ones there but that that second unit gets back Dominic Tatum he was back he played he played for the first time in almost a year it's it's been like 10 months uh, the I mean it, it's really <laughs> It's uh, I, I don't know I was I was smiling when I saw him I, I was uh, I was very very happy to see him out there I know that he has been through a really really difficult ordeal with this almost wasn't able to play football anymore I mean very nearly had his career ended uh, last season with that injury and to see him back out there on the field playing well had five tackles I thought he looked good was just really nice he adds a uh, he adds a really nice layer to the secondary he's important to this team and and also just beyond football implications I just you know I'm glad to see him out there he uh he he has worked hard and he deserves this this uh this opportunity and I was I was happy to see him uh but honestly more impressive was his counterpart on the second team Ike Larson the freshman who has been touted pretty significantly through fall camp by his coaches as as somebody who's impressing uh, he did it again. He had an interception in this game. Wasn't a huge impact player for tackles. I think he only had three, but had a great interception jumping up over Nana Davis, winning the ball in the air. Um, I, I think he looks great. I think he looks really good. There's not enough room <laughs> at the safety spot for all this talent. I think they got legitimately four very good safeties who probably like the defensive line, would be starting in a lot of places in this league. But uh, Larson and Tatum is a really formidable second unit. I think both of them are going to play this year. Um, the third unit was Jet Solomon, uh, Dustin Ramsire, Burdett, and then uh, Succo Alifipo, Alifipo uh, whose name I am learning now for the first time as well. Young guy got into the game. I don't believe he played in the last scrimmage. Good to see him. Uh, didn't really take a ton from any of those guys, except uh, Ramsire Burdett had a really nice hit on Parker Buchanan. Really, really uh, 
brought it on that one. I was impressed with that. Didn't see a ton else from him, but it was a nice tackle. Um, elsewhere in the secondary, I think just worth noting, uh, Kaleo Neves is still the starter at striker. I think he's probably going to be your day one starter at striker. We did get to see Omario Kiki. Uh, after he was injured last week and did not have the chance to play. He looked good, but he was not the first striker off the bench. That was Wes Wright, Uh, and I think he would have been your second unit striker for the entirety of the scrimmage with Okiki running with the third team had he not suffered what looked like an ankle injury. He he sort of limp-jogged off the field when he got hurt. Uh, They came out and looked at him. They They were working on his right ankle. He did not come back into the game, came back out onto the sidelines a a little while later in street clothes. He looked to be doing okay. He was walking around all right, but uh, I I would guess that he will be doing some work to get through that. So Omario Kiki stepped into that second team, made some plays there. I thought he looked pretty good for his first real action that we've seen. Um, And then that third team spot with right out moving Okiki up then went to Bronson Olevao who had a sack I want to say uh, looked good I thought he was pretty impressive not seen a whole lot of him uh, I, I, I liked what I saw I thought he looked good um, and then also in the secondary at cornerback uh, Michael Onyanwu looked great he looked great he has been excellent he had an interception as well uh, winning it in the air I thought that he has been, I think he has been very, very good in coverage throughout fall camp. Andre Grayson as well has looked good. Ajani Carter got a chance with the first team. Those three have been rotating throughout. I think that's probably going to be the approach in season as well. We saw some of that last year. I think we're going to see more of it this year. Uh, second team there is Xavion Steele and Jamie Nance with Jaden Smith and J.D. Drew as the third team corners have looked good. The second and third teams have not shown me as much, but that first team looks really solid. Um, and then rounding out the, uh, the, the lineup, MJ Tafisi, of course, and AJ Vongpachan at linebacker as the starting two. They look really good together. I think that they, they work well together. It's a, uh, it's a complimentary style that those two bring for, for each other. And I've, I've been, I've been impressed with uh, what I have seen from them. Um, Sione Moa and Cole Joyce with the second string. Moa was dinged up briefly, but looked to be okay. And then Josh Williams and Max Alford rounding out the group. Um, the uh, yeah, I think the defense is really the thing that has that has impressed thus far. I, I have I have no real questions about the defense right now. You know, there's there's starters to replace, but I think that Efrem Banda, the energy that he has instilled in the defense is really impressive. It has been apparent in both scrimmages. There's a there's a hunger, there's an effort level, an engagement to the defense that we saw at the end of the 2021 season. And I think that we're seeing it carry over in a way that you you really you like to see, right? I, I think that it's um, it's difficult sometimes to keep up that kind of energy level when you are not in a title hunt immediately. Obviously, Utah State is in a title everybody's in a title hunt right now it's weak not anything it's not it's not started yet but when you're in the midst of it when you can see it in your sights the last five or six games whatever it is three or four even it really kind of it can be a lot easier to generate that sort of energy and to see that still I mean it's in a scrimmage we're seeing that kind of energy where they're feeding off of each other they're making plays in the backfield um, Bonda has done an outstanding job with this group. I, I think that they are really going to be uh, 
maybe the surprise of the league, the Utah State defense. I, I don't know that that's unfair, honestly. I, I could totally see that happening. I think that they're going to be really good, like a lot better than people are expecting. Maybe one of the best defenses in the conference. Boise State is obviously going to be good. Um, San Jose State is going to be good. San Diego State is San Diego State. It's always good. But I, I think Utah State is going to be right up there. And I don't know that people are expecting that right now. It's it's uh, They look really good. They look really, really good. The offense is just going to take some work, I think. It's, it's going to take some work. It's going to get, you know, need to get some guys healthy, uh, whatever it might be. It's just not been... It's not been there yet, uh, and uh, we lost our. That was our last chance to see it. So, it's uh, it's going to have to be there on the 27th, and I think we're all just going to have to have faith that it will be. Anthony Tucker and Blake Anderson have certainly proven themselves as as coordinators and play callers and directors of an offense. And I don't know that there's a reason to really be like severely concerned about it. The line is mostly intact uh, when healthy. The you know, Logan Bonner's, if not the best quarterback in the conference, tied for the best quarterback in the conference. The receivers are certainly talented. They're new, uh, but they're talented. And then Calvin Tyler is uh, as steady as they come. Uh, it's just, you know, I, I don't, I've not seen it yet. Uh, and I know it's there. I know that it, it will be there and I know that they can get there, but I have not seen it yet. And uh, I guess we're just going to have to wait until the 27th to to see that um and on that note i don't believe i have anything else these these recaps are always going to be pretty quick because i you know especially for scrimmages i can't go back and watch the game Uh, there's no recording of it that i have access to uh once we get into the season i'll be more in depth for recaps but these will always be pretty quick uh so again thank you for your support if you subscribe to the egg ship if not go give it a try free for one month button is in the post at www.theagship.com, at the Agship on Twitter, all one word, at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Um, I will talk to you all, I think, on the regular schedule. So next Saturday morning uh, for the next edition of this podcast. Thanks.